So that was a song called Tuesday from the band Puce from Sarnia. Uh, off their recently released EP, Give Puce a Chance, you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream music. You can find those guys on Facebook, Instagram. Go check them out. P-U-C-E, Puce. Uh, welcome back to those that listen. This is the first interview in two or three months. I want to say three. Uh just been busy with life and and i don't know finding motivation to do stuff like this sometimes one really what i want to do is put on gigs and play gigs and well that can't happen unfortunately since the last time i've done an interview or released a podcast uh the home of indie nights theater 42 has closed for those that don't know um so when when whatever we get back to uh as far as you know, seeing live entertainment goes, we will be looking for a new home. I think there's a lot of interest from bands to 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 do something or or play a gig, and I'd love to do that. But I want to make sure it's right, and 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 nobody, um, starting indie nights or or any of the bands involved or you know the venue, there's no backlash against doing something like that. Not really sure how f- people feel yet. Uh, with with going out in in a social gathering like that. Anyway, enough about the depressing stuff. Uh, this is my interview with Puce. These guys are great. They've played, uh, I think, three or four indie nights. They were one of the first bands to play an indie night. Um, the original one back in 2019. Um, and and go check them out. They're they've got a great sound. Um, like I said, all their stuff's on Spotify. So enough of my talking. Here is the interview. This is uh, my interview with Puce. My first interview in a couple of months. Uh, with me is Dylan, Alex, and Dane. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so what's new with Puce? COVID sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to just... Uh, Submitted our EP, so that's going to be out this week on uh, everywhere you listen to music, I think. Yeah, making 0.3 cents a stream. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so w- the name of your EP is going to be called, or is called, Give Puce a Chance. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, you can pronounce it Give Puce a Chance or Give Puce a Chance. Oh, okay. Give Puce a Chance. Yeah. <laughs> However give you want to pronounce give it. Give them one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, wh- where did you guys where did you guys record that? Uh, we recorded with Adam Miner, DNA Studios in town here. Yep. Um, so he moved his studio. Like I, we recorded our old single at his studio downtown, and then we sold that place and got a house and recorded the house or er, uh, converted the house into a recording studio. Yeah. And uh, we recorded at at that house, and it was it was pretty neat. I found his tropical fish collection to be a real inspiration for my saxophone lines. You know. Yeah. Times. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, how many songs are on it? Five songs. Five? Yeah, we got five tracks. Uh, the first one we're kind of treating like a single. It's called Tuesday. Okay. The second one is called Out of Phase. And then what else do we got? Um, Downtown Bed, Mr. Mischief, and The Teacher. Mm-hmm. Are all these songs. So you guys have played Indie Nights a few times, and I and I checked out uh, the the preview today, um, and some of those songs I recognize from the Indie Night gigs. Uh, were there any that 
you wrote like pri- right prior to recording, or th- were these all like songs you had, um, you know, kind of stockpiled? They were ready to go pretty much. I think the newest one on the album would have been what Tuesday, or Tuesday and or, or, the, or the teacher. teacher. Yeah, yeah, and we'd unveiled those a while ago. Anyway, we, it's yeah. We finished the album like months ago. Yeah, and just with COVID, uh, we were taking our time. There was no like we wanted to have a release party, but that's not happening. Yeah, so. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, we had a weird series of events happen in 2019, actually. Um, we went up and played a gig in Toronto in, what was that, May, I think, for Canada Music Week. And then later that week, we found out our uh, bass player was parting ways with us. So we had to go out and find a new bass player, right? right. We were kind of I remember thinking that. we were kind of at our peak for a minute there. Yeah. And then, well, this kind of hit us in the face. So we, we, we uh, decided to find uh, Dane's old buddy, Jeff came into the fold unfortunately he couldn't make it tonight for this podcast but uh he joined us and we got i think i recorded the drums in august last year and then it was a while to get jeff up to speed before he could play those five songs good enough to record right yeah figured we'd take our time and do it right rather than try to run through it and make it sound you know has it been a year since you recorded the drums? it's been a year holy shit (laughs) my arms a lot better now it it hurt a lot when we recorded that album actually because i still recovering i'd almost forgotten that you were still like an invalid oh man i was like icing it after every track like yeah (laughs) he hurt his shoulder playing hockey so we couldn't play for a while yeah that was another thing that happened in like 2018 2019 at the end of 2018 i hurt my shoulder so we had to take a few months off and then we played that toronto show lost the drummer or lost the bass player and had to take a couple months off yeah and then we were waiting too to like release so we had these songs made early prior i guess yeah like yeah they are a couple years old Uh probably now so we definitely played them at some indie nights so did he uh did your new bass player did he did he just learn the, the bass parts or did he contribute them uh, a little bit of both. There's a couple tunes where the bass track was pretty key to mm. the the sound, so he learned them from listening to some some rough recordings we had, and then a few of them he he said like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And it was great. So he he put his own spin on, I think probably three of them, and two of them are pretty close to the original bass parts. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so he's a he's a pretty talented bass player. Like I, I've seen him, he does a lot of that slapping and tapping stuff. Has he? Uh, has he changed your writing style at all? He brought a bit more of a funk influence to it. And, like, me as the sax player, I'm a ska guy. Yeah. Born and bred, have been. And the fact that he also likes a lot of ska, you can yeah. tell that's kind of in his base. So, yeah, he and I are now pushing to do more things like that. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm like resisting, but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not all, all resisting. But uh, Jeff and I were in a band for, for sure. like four years when we, uh, he and i lived together in peterborough and okay. we played in a band together yeah yeah talks so, about uh, tiananmen square dance right? yeah we're in a band called tiananmen square dance for four years that's a great name yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> uh, jeff came up with it i think or, or jeff's buddy mark did actually but uh and so he and i got really good at playing together and singing together um and writing together that band he and i both shared songwriting and and lead vocals duties so it was pretty natural for me to fit in with him, and the fact that he's pretty close. He lives in St. Thomas now, but that he's pretty close worked out for us. So. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, I mean, is your is your, is your your sound progressing more towards ska? Like are no, we're definitely not going you're that not You're not going to add in some more horns? No, there's, just, there's a little bit of influence there now, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So. It's more. It's fun in our breakdowns. He actually he added a reggae breakdown to one of our newer songs. Yep. Oh yeah. And yeah, he he's got a lot of good ideas. Um, he actually played. Just stay on Jeff for a minute. He played uh, guitar 
uh, electric guitar on the track, You Got It. Oh, really? On our recording. Yeah, really? so most of those uh, lead lines on the recording of our last single is Jeff playing guitar. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so he was in the band for a bit, but uh, it got a little much for him to learn on an instrument. Like, he's a bass player. Yeah. Trying on guitar, he tried a bit of keys, and it just we couldn't <laughs> find the right mix with him. And then he, you know, he was living in London, yeah. so he was losing interest because he couldn't find the right mix in, in right, too. Right. Well, and he was in school at that point too, mm-hmm. so he had a hard time finding the time, and like his schedule just kind of went really out to left field. So right. yeah, he so bad, and it's like well, when, when we had a gap there for a bass player, like it was the that was a natural player. fit. Yeah, was so, he yeah. the keys player that was supposed to play with you guys like originally? Because I remember when I. When you guys reached out oh, to play yeah. that that first indie night, you were like, "Oh, we we might have keys or whatever." Was that was that him? That would have been him. Probably, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Doing keys and some backup guitar and, a and few he songs had, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. He was living in London, going to school, but his co-op was in Toronto or something, so he was getting up at like 4 a.m. taking the train to Toronto every Fuck. day, so he was exhausted. And then it, when his co-op ended, he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, you mind if I still play with you guys?" I was like, "Well, it just so happens <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we cool. need a, a bass player and he he's naturally a bass player that's yeah. his main instrument so it worked that's out cool. yeah he's pretty good i yeah. think and uh, well he's not here so enough about jeff yeah <laughs> it's not the jeff show um so <laughs> your uh your single you got it which i that that's a great tune by the way like you guys Thanks. i really do think that uh was that was that written prior to all this this new stuff quotations yeah and, and that song was actually it came out of kind of a jam that was one that you know, I think we were just improvising, and I had this guitar part that really didn't work with what we were trying to do. And Dylan said, like, oh, I got this kind of punk beat. And I was like, oh, well, that thing I was just playing fits over there, and it kind of came organically. So okay. that, that was one of the first ones, really, that even after I had joined the band. That was yeah, you were pretty new to the band we, at that we point. wrote, really, everything before that yeah. was me just filling in horn lines to existing songs. So I think that was one of the first ones where we really found our legs. Okay. Yeah. That was the the the. the birth of the the puce sound i guess that's well let's go back to that so what what how did puce start sure you want to take that what are the origins of puce uh so roy our old bass player and i were living and working up in algonquin park okay and we were out like in the middle of the park in these shitty cabins uh and we had no internet no no cell service anything like that so we brought our instruments up and we had played in a band in high school together and we're like well let's try to write some tunes and so you know, I had written some songs, he had written some bass lines and stuff, and Dylan was living in Korea at the time. And uh, Yeah, I could take it for a minute yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was living in Korea teaching English for, I had a year contract there. And so I, I left in March, so I'd been there for six months or so, and these guys were in Algonquin and uh, coming back. And I got a message from Dane, I was like, hey, Roy and I started a band. We need you to be the drummer. Are you moving home or not? <laughs> and I was like, well, I think I, I was already planning on moving home. So I was like, give me three months. Just give me three months and I, I'll be your drummer, man. And uh, so, yeah, as soon as I got home, we started going to work. I think what? I got home in March and we were in a band by, by April. <laughs> what, year, what year was that? Uh, 2016. Four years. Four, just over four years Sounds ago. about right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, that's right. Alex came about. Um, I was bartending. <laughs> this was an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> I was bartending at the time, and uh, Alex's wife is the was the bar manager, so she was my boss, and I was talking about how I played music. And, and this would have been about 2017, like yeah. fall. So we were banned for about a year with Roy. Yeah, and then just the three of us. And, and then she said, "Oh, my husband plays saxophone." And I was like, "Oh, I'd love to jam with a saxophone player." And she's like, "Well, you have to ask him." So I 
was at the bar one time, like pretty drunk, and I waddled up to him. <laughs> Never met this guy before in my life. <laughs> didn't, didn't know him from Adam. Here's and this I, hippie coming my way. <laughs> and I, hey, I hear you play saxophone. You want to be in my band? And, and then I felt like I totally embarrassed myself the next but day. I said, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, man. Just like, give me a call sometime. Yeah. And then later, I, I didn't. I felt like I totally made a fool of myself. And then later, I felt like it was a bad date. Like I was scorned. I'm like that guy never called. They never <laughs> called. I want to play saxophone. So months later, he waddles up to me. He's shit faced this time. Now. <laughs> I'm He's like, hey, you never called me. What's the me? You didn't want me to play sax. <laughs> and then you he threw a glass of water in your so, face. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so we just both happened to be drunk at the right time in the right place. And, and then, then he came. actually decided to hang out and play some music. So <laughs> Dane comes to band practice, and he's like. Like, my, my boss's husband is going to come play sax for us. And I'm thinking, like, this 55-year-old curly-headed <laughs> guy. Like, I'm saying, like, this funny old man that Dane found that's going to play sax. My <laughs> boss's husband. And then Alex shows up, head man. I'm like, oh, okay, this yeah. makes a little more All sense. All jazz standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then originally, I think you were just—we just wanted you to play for a couple tracks. Well, that's right. You guys were doing like a Halloween show, and you're like, "Oh, can you please do saxophone on like two songs?" And then we were in the basement, and they kind of ran through them once. I listened, and then they ran through them again, and I just played, and it kind of worked. Yeah. And we we're all just like, "Well, that that worked. Do you want? That's cool. Let's yeah. try some more." And then we tried some more, and <laughs> I, think I was we all looked to... at each other. He's in. He's yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I remember that. Yeah, Chris. Chris was in the basement. Uh, a friend of ours, Chris Hansen. And right off the bat, he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are keeping this guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are you guys, would you guys add a keys player at all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it would have to be the right keys player. There's a, a particular guy in mind. I, the guy from me and Jeff's old band, actually, he comes down to visit every once in a while, and we've jammed, and we always talk, and we try to get him to move down. But, yeah. The reason I'm laughing is because I've been trying to convince Dane to get a keyboard player for like for years now. well they're hard to find yeah find they are hard, hard. To find and it, it is definitely a right fit yeah. type of thing right yeah. like they have to be the right fit for our sound yeah so yeah i just i love i love lots of bands with keyboards in it so i you know i agree it, it definitely adds a a big it fills it, it fills a lot of so holes much. yeah I agree. especially yeah. as a as just having one guitar player those yes. keys can really add a, a second layer i find yeah we I don't want to just like shoehorn a guy in, you know. I right, want, right. I'm, I'm open to the idea, but he has to like gel. Like when Alex came out that one night, immediately we're like this sounds great. Yeah. You're in. Well, I think it helped too. I showed up with like at least a twelve pack of beer, and we're like, okay, <laughs> we're we're all good people. We're, yeah. We got similar we're on tastes the right here. Track? Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Right. Um, so, had you guys pl- you had played a, a show prior to was the Halloween show your first? As a band, or just with you? The first with me, but I think you guys had done. Yeah, some we had stuff. been in a band for almost a year. Oh, yeah, for over a year, probably yeah. just a, half a three at piece. That point. We were a three piece playing all originals or, or yep. covers. Always originals. Oh, really? Yeah, That's cool. yeah, yeah. We've don't even remember. I think we know one cover. The whole we have time. two. We two. have two covers now <laughs> that we do live. Oh, we oh, did beer for a bit. We had to cut out beer because we don't have the second guitar anymore. Yeah, Jeffy was sitting on guitar for a while, yeah, so we played real big fish beer. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one of my favorites. I liked playing that. We did uh, Old Lang Syne for New Year's. Well, and we still do um, that Iggy song. Uh, the Passenger the by passenger, Iggy Pop. Yeah. yeah. Hard to... Uh, I like. Th- there wasn't much of a... Where, where were you guys playing back then for originals? Like uh, The what, Fool? Okay. We, we Quite played, a bit. We played The Fool a few times, and then we played Art Walk. Oh, okay, yeah. And then... Um, Patties. Yeah, and then... Angela from Patty's saw us play and had us. We were so we were playing for a while. We were playing Patty's and the Fool 
semi-regularly. Mm-hmm. And the Trinity. Oh, I forgot about the Trinity. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to yeah. think. Well, we we did like oh, and or, we played. Uh, what was that bar across from the Trinity? Oh, Liquid Johnny. Uh, Liquid Johnny's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Kick some ven- yeah, there was some funny venues around. Back yeah. Yeah. We went on it. Didn't we go on at two in the morning? Yeah, I think we went yeah. on two thirty. <laughs> it might have been two thirty after Indian Handcrafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, there fun. wasn't there wasn't much. That's uh, fucking liquid Johnny's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I played there in a cover band multiple times, and it was always they interesting. had decent sound though. Actually, yeah, they had yeah. Uh, decent equipment. It wasn't a bad setup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was an okay venue actually. I liked playing there yeah, to be honest. I'm really curious bad. to see what the renovations are like above the Tin Fiddler, what used to be the Trinity. If right. they're still going to keep yeah. some kind of a venue up there, or if he's—I oh, know he's gotten a bunch of it. I hear oh, there's hearsay, but it's Sarnia hearsay. <laughs> I haven't knows. heard anything. I, need, I, I inquired there because I—I th- I think they may have been one of the places I reached out to, to when I was looking for venues to do this shit, yeah. and uh, I like that's you know two years ago almost, and and they hadn't. They hadn't done anything then. So. See, even back then, I heard it was still in the works, though, because we did one of the Empty Spaces shows there maybe two Christmases ago. Yeah. And that was kind of the last show that was done in that space yeah. when it was not the Trinity, but it was his. And, like, I think he had redone the ceiling at that point, but yeah. all the old, you know, stacked benches were still there. And oh, it yeah. wasn't anything new yet, but I'd heard that there was a plan to do something. Okay. So hopefully that's still coming down the pipes. <sighs> I mean... We're if you're listening, Tin Fiddler, <laughs> put on bands. Well, Specifically, they do. Pius. They do. They do. And Circle of City. Bands. Like uh, yeah, Pius and Circle well, of City. I don't know if we'll be playing anytime soon, but uh, we don't get a lot of gigs in Sarnia. Oddly enough, we find that like we're. So you have a circle outside the city? We do. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why they circle. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't circle Sarnia as the city. It's yeah. odd. We don't actually. Sarnia's uh, too square for you. We, yeah. I don't. Maybe. Uh, we don't get a. We don't get a lot of offers to play here. I guess really. Like we're just. I don't know how. I guess this is a good segue to to my next question is. I, I think that's partially because of our sound. But how do you describe your sound? What are you? Because I don't know. Like the first time I heard you was like, are they punk? Are they alternative? Are they a little bit of Scott? Like yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like garage rock with a little bit of punk, with a little bit of uh, classic rock, with a little bit of ska. With I don't know. You're just every you don't you don't kind of uh, yeah. corner yourself into. If one. it has a cool riff, we'll play it. If it yeah. sounds like '80s metal, we'll play it. If it yeah. sounds it's like a, ska or funk, we'll I play like it. playing funk beats a lot, and it's fun playing with what they're playing because they're not playing funk music most right, of the time. Right. But if you listen to the song like The Teacher on the new EP, it's got funk beats through the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It's all I'm doing. No, it's <laughs> definitely, I, uh, yeah. it definitely, you do a lot of funk and like, I mean, there, to me it sounds like there's, there's a punk influence as well, but I don't know, like, are you, any of you guys big punk fans? That or? was where me, These me sharpening are. my teeth as a young lad yeah. in yeah. the punk scene. And yeah. yeah. I used to be a punk drummer too, right? So yeah, a lot of oh, people really? don't know Alex yeah. is a pretty, uh, pretty good drummer, man. Oh really? Yeah, had my moment. Can still play if I need to, but not well or for long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do any of you guys have so. like formal music training? Uh, What's formal? Well, I mean, like, like music you, teacher. Like I, I mean, like you know, obviously for guitar. Like if you start picking up a guitar, generally you'll take a, a lesson or sure. two. Sure, I'll and go through mine. Um, I started playing drums around like ten years old. And then uh, my first drum teacher back then was actually, he was in a punk band in town called uh, Souped Up Riddlin' Boys, SRB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Howley. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Howley was my first drum teacher. He's the same age as my sister, yeah. and uh, they're friends. So 
Yeah, he taught me drums probably for like he's a good drummer. Three or four years. Oh, a great drummer. Really he's in drummer. a uh, Running Red Lights now, yeah. and they yeah. play around Canada. They've, I've seen him on the CBC and stuff. I'm like, holy crap, that's yeah. my old drum teacher. I'm gonna jump onto the SRB bandwagon there. Yeah, they were man. always so much fun to go to shows and watch. And like, we used to play with them and like really look up to them in one of my older bands. And yeah, yeah. So I, mean, that, I would say that was my on. my big one. Um, I had another drum teacher, and I'm gonna like totally biff on his name right now, Sean, and I don't know his last name. Um, but he was a big influence a little later when I, I kind of had the basics down, but I couldn't figure out six tuplets and yeah. how's this drummer making that sound with his hi hat and how's yeah. he doing this and how's he adding this here right. and how's he counting it and things like that or she, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I would say those, those are my two main drum teachers, probably a total of five or six years of yeah. training. Yeah. Do you play any other instruments? Uh, I play acoustic guitar and sing a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. All drummers do, right? Yeah, they all of course. think they're singers. <laughs> of course. Drummers thinking they're musicians. Here we go again. What yeah. about what about you, Alex? What's your uh... uh I bought my first set of drums in like grade six and took lessons from Gary McCracken for a couple oh, okay. of years. Yeah. Uh and then just kinda kept up with it with my old band and when I got to high school I decided, Well, I wanna take music, but I feel like I already know this, so I may as well use these free lessons to learn something else. Yeah. So I grabbed a sax and never looked back. That's cool. Just I did guess four I should add, I did six years of trombone too, so I actually know how to play trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Still, like, can you sight read? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I could do that. Hmm. Hell, I've forgotten pretty much how to sight read. It takes me. I mean, I'd probably sit for a yeah. second and write the numbers on top. Yeah. Because that's what all trombone players do to cheat. But. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a struggle at this point, because I, I haven't really picked up sheet music since high school. Okay. So yeah. So you just so when these guys have a riff or whatever, you're just I'm you're full just on listening. by ear. I yeah. I'll usually yeah. say to Dane or, or Jeff, I'll be like, Okay, sort of strum strum your root note for me. Yeah. And I'll go through ba 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 oh it's there. Ba yeah. and then I just kinda my fingers know how to work off of that and what other notes will sound good with it. Yeah. Somehow. What about you, Dane? What's your uh what's your background with singing and guitar and uh, and musical instruments in general? When I was in grade eight i think there was a really cool teacher uh what was her name madame hagsma and she came uh, to our school and she started this guitar club and i thought you know oh, that sounds cool I was like, can i join the guitar club i had no idea so we borrowed my godfather's acoustic guitar and i went to the guitar club and i don't know i learned two three chords or something like that and then i said i want to take lessons and i took lessons for a while at uh van Guzen. And it was, he was a good teacher, but it was, it was very formal and stuff, and it just wasn't clicking with me, and so I kind of gave up. And then, you know, grade, about grade 10 hits around, and I, uh, I hadn't grown yet, mm. and uh, I was interested in girls. <laughs> and I thought, well, they I all think, hook. yeah, they all <laughs> think I'm short. Uh, I always said, if you're not good at sports, you better learn yeah. how to play. <laughs> so I, said, I, better, I better learn this. And then my dad said to me, like, hey, I know this guy that I work with. Like, he, he's in, a, a, like, a folk band. Uh, they want a Juno, actually, in town here. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, it was for, uh, I don't know the category, but they were, like, a Celtic band. Okay. And he's like, I can get you lessons with him. And it was really cool because he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to learn how to sing and play the guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, what do you know? And I tried spouting off all this music theory that my last teacher taught me and uh he's like okay so we're gonna start from the beginning yeah and then he had me learn the chords and learn strumming and learn how to sing uh and then it, that kind of took off i mean uh, i'm not a phenomenal musician so it got me good enough yeah and then i've never really been that great at learning like covers or anything yeah. so i wrote my own songs and that's yeah 
<laughs> That's kind that. of the progression. Yeah. Um, as far as writing in the band goes, do you, does it always start with like a guitar riff? No. no. I mean, a lot of the time, I'll sit at home and I'll be fucking around on my guitar and I'll write, you know, maybe a, a verse or a chorus or both, and I'll come to the guys and say, "This is what I got." Or sometimes one of us will have a riff and we'll jam it out. Um, yeah, yeah a song like uh, "Downtown Bed" on the album that was a, a bass riff that I think Roy came in and was like, "Hey, check this out! I wrote this." I quickly got the drums to it. Mm. I think Dane had the not lyrics but vocal melodies and guitar gets it's pretty quick sometimes. Yeah. You know, no, Alex and, and I wrote the lyrics to Did that. You? I was sitting around uh, yeah, a campfire in my, in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. had a vocal melody. Yeah, We're like, we need some it. lyrics, and we. Had a fire and wrote those. Plopped down some beers between us and had a go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever, like, do you bring forward any, any like, are they called sax riffs? I have done, yeah. There's a few yeah. sort of sax lines, I would okay. say, that I, you know, brought through and said, hey, we should do something with this. And I know we've got a few of those kind of kicking around on the back burner that we're still maybe going to get around to doing something with if we ever are allowed to jam in person again. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of those end up in like bridges sometimes. Okay. Yeah, or I'll just yeah. throw them in like a little solo or I'll just kind of... Yeah, it's fun to take it like, okay, that might not be a whole song, but <laughs> yeah. like that can definitely be a one or two minute Yeah, And like even if I show up to jam and I had written like, uh, you know, two verse and a chorus, pretty much a whole song, and I show the guys, they'll put their parts in and then that becomes puce, right? It's... yeah before it's something that I had written on my acoustic guitar or something, and, and then it really becomes our sound. When right. Somebody guys. will suggest, oh, well, let's do double time, and let's yeah. grunge that guitar riff up a little bit. And Here's it, where there's a stop. There's yeah. a foundation, there a but we before. mess yeah. with it a lot. Yeah. Pretty, okay. pretty good process, really. Like, all of us get in and Yeah, I don't think anyone is really, like, stubborn when it comes to, I've got this idea, and here it is. It's, right. it's never, like, a fight over, well, I think this should go in, and then yeah. we usually sit play them both like three times and go which one was better okay right, let's right. move on that right. one was then, better yeah, yeah that one's better let's move on yeah. whenever use and it's whenever we're at an actual stalemate which has happened a few times not often more over songs to we play just or something yeah. call in one of our buddies to hey come to jam yeah listen to us yeah. and tell us a or b right goes, okay right yep uh lyrically is it uh a contribution or is it something you dane wrote writes most of the lyrics yeah um i've written one song in our catalog not anything recorded and alex has contributed like you said on a couple i think a couple lines here and there alex yeah. and i are neighbors so if like i'm having trouble i'll wad- waddle over to his house and we hash it out so alex has helped me out with a few and uh, uh dylan wrote a full song that we perform regularly that will probably turn up on a recording when we have the money yeah but yeah. Don't tell people that a drummer wrote a song because it'll give, it'll <laughs> give the rest of them. <laughs> like give I said, them I wrote one, but it got pused. <laughs> I got it to the guys pused. and it got pused. What's well, the, okay, now that you bring that up, what's the what's this? This is kind of off topic, not really, but what's the story behind the name Puse? <laughs> is there you, you, could, you tell this pretty good, Dave. Okay, so my friend Craig Lumley was over at my house, and my girlfriend is an artist. So she had said the word puce, which is a color. Okay. And he and I didn't believe that was a color. And he said, that sounds like, you know, surfer slang for pussies. Like, ah, crushing waves and crushing puce. (laughs) And then we kept doing that, and it really annoyed her. Yeah. And so she went up to bed. She was all furious. And then I did it in the morning. She's like, don't don't say that again. So I named my band that. And then sometimes the crowd goes, (laughs) puce, puce, puce. And those. Yeah, it's mostly just to piss off his girlfriend, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Who I love very much, and yeah. she's yeah. excellent. We all love her. She did, does the album art. 
yeah. on all pretty much every art that we have. Yeah. yeah. At least the artiste. Your drum skin yeah. and like our other single art and our newest art and like she's, she's done tattoos on a few of us now. Oh, really? So yeah. Yeah, but we uh, we annoyed her by going piss and then <laughs> so uh, by piss. <laughs> Uh, when you guys recorded uh, You Got It, which was your first single, yeah. was there intention for that to be part of like an album or an EP? Or was that, hey, we got one song and we're just going to record it? Is that How'd that work? Uh, I think we had the money for one song. Yeah, we were pretty like, Puce is self-funded. Mm-hmm. So we any money we make from shows, we put towards recording yeah. or towards any of our costs. Yeah. So at that time, we had enough money for one single. So we recorded one single. And when we recorded our EP, we had enough money for an EP, so we recorded an EP. Like, we have a bunch more songs, so yeah. if anybody listening wants to give us a bunch of money, we'll make a bunch of albums. Here's the link to our GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a tough time to be a band right now, right? Like, you can't... It's I mean, a weird time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we were essentially doing the same, like, uh, as far as recordings go, we were using gig money or, like... As would be like, oh, fuck, I'll throw in the extra hundred bucks or whatever like that. But, And then we kind of, like, I have a setup here, and I was like, well, I want to get into recording and mixing, so that's kind of, you know, we're on to our second EP that we're going to do, and that's kind of how that uh, came to fruition. Have you guys ever thought about, like, doing your own, you know, your own recordings? or? Yeah, Dane and I have. Yeah, we've thought about it. We, we want to get to it. But, again, that's, that's an investment in and of itself. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've yeah. got... You know our own gear for performing live, but then you got to buy drum mics. And yeah. over COVID, uh, Jeffy and I bought ourselves these little like two-channel recorders that we can toss ideas around yep. for writing. Yeah, and we've been doing that, and we'd like to. It's just you know having the space and having the equipment and stuff, and that's yeah. It's definitely a hard motivation when there's no gigs coming up no, or I, no yeah. like right. you know no. Uh, line in the horizon or whatever. Right. whatever I'm going to speak is. for myself. I have zero motivation to do my own recording. I yeah. want to go somewhere <laughs> where it's all nice stuff with somebody who knows right, it much right. better than I, and they say, hey, face that microphone and, and do the music. Play. That's cool, because, I mean, yeah. like, for me, it, this came out of uh, just being a gear nerd with guitar shit. Right. And then I was like, and then, like, kind of progressed to doing live sound, and I was like, oh, I like doing that. And then, like, when my wife and I bought our house... I was like, well, fuck, I have a small basement. I got to do something with it. And it was like jam space. And then I had some gear. I was like, I'm going to try recording. And then it just, it developed out of like, not necessarily a necessity. Now it is, but it was like, I was interested. It's, it's mm-hmm. odd, not odd, but it's, it's different to hear like a musician say, I don't really want to fucking record. Yeah, I, I'm I want the opposite. Else. I can't wait to learn. I'm, I'm trying to get some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just, because... It's about the money for me right now. I but. find, too, like, we're kind of... We have one song left we're tracking, and then, like, it's mixing, and, like, I just really kind of taught myself to mix over the last six months, and it's, like, I find, like, mixing is is an art unto itself, and right. it's, like, almost like a second... Or not a second instrument, but it's, like, an instrument. You gotta learn how to do it, right? And it takes time to develop it, so... It's something, yeah. uh, once Definitely you get into a it, skill. Like, yeah, Definitely. it's like a rabbit hole, though. Once yeah. you get into, you're going to maybe wish you didn't, I well, think. COVID's really kind of got me, because like I said, we bought those little mixers, so I'll, if I write a song, I'll record my guitar, then sing, Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll try to mix them. And there's been a couple of, like, uh, I sent it to them, and then I listened back, and the next day I'm like, oh, shit, I mixed those vocals way too loud. That's not how the song's going to sound, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, trust yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good way to learn, like, 
because that's kind of what we do. Like, it's like I'll send out a guitar riff or whatever, and then. Well, as as a drummer, you know, like no one takes my music seriously, so if I, I better record myself because yeah. no one else is gonna do <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, like there are some drummers, like well, Neil Pert wrote lyrics. Oh, I'm for kidding, Raj. man. I am not that well, good a musician. I mean, but. Well, the nice part too about having someone else do it, I'm gonna stand up for my own corner here, is that. If it sounds like crap, you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, it was that fucking recording artist. Yeah. He was, yeah. That guy was a real yeah. dick nose, right? That's what he's doing. We got no one to blame but ourselves here. No man, yeah. put that net back up. Well, yeah. I don't want to be flying without a net. So you guys, <laughs> so you guys did your first single with Adam Liner, and then this EP as well. So yeah. did Adam kind of take on the role as producer as well, or is it co-produced? Like a you guys bit. came to him with the idea and said, "Okay, um, for let me back that up. Do you?" Did you guys have like demos of these songs, or did you play them for him live? How'd that work? I think we had scratch tracks, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we had a couple, and we, he came out to a couple of our shows. Okay, right? I'm and he sure shot we live. a couple on our phones. Okay, yeah. we gave that to him, yeah. that kind of thing. And he 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 kind of wasn't sure whether or not like mm-hmm. how much input he had. Yeah. and then we said, no, man, if you got good ideas, right, tell right. us. And, and again, during the mixing, it was helpful because Adam lived right downtown, and Dane and I lived right downtown, so right. It, it was really easy to go over and be like, oh, this, this, whatever, mm. you know. Were so were you guys? Um, if he were gonna mix your song or whatever, did you guys go over for mix sessions? Did he let you sit in on that, or how'd that work? No, he he sent us his like rough mix, and he said, "This is super rough. Give us feedback." Yeah, and then so we all on our our group Facebook chat said like, "I want this, I want this," and mm-hmm. we gave him that jumble of nonsense, and we were half of us were probably wrong, and the other half were probably half wrong. But even mm-hmm. while we were doing the recordings, like we would all try to go and we would all try to have <laughs> yeah. a voice and hey Dane you know try one this way or hey you know yep. Jeff try one this way or Alex try it differently and it mm. kind of worked out and then he would come up with some suggestions while we were there that also worked right right so it's a healthy mix of everybody <laughs> and he was very patient with us really? at the end yeah because we, we'd be like well tweak this a little bit tweak this a little bit yeah you know have you were have you played to a click before? Was that your first time in a studio? Uh, you got it was my first time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How was that for I you? I tried once before and it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> didn't but, you uh, have to play didn't like Dane have to play to the click and then you played to Dane playing to the click for like one or two of the songs? Yeah, we had a we had Roy and I did a scratch track. Yeah, they did yeah. like ghost tracks. <clears throat> yeah. Ghost track, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I basically had the click. Um yeah, I, did, I don't mind the click, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, it took a little bit getting used to. And, like, it's more about fine-tuning the right, like, having that, the right um, loudness. Right. And then having the band, the ghost track, the right, right loudness. Because right. they're going to a ghost track, but not, like, perfectly. It's once through with yeah. a click track. So, yeah. you know, it's it's up to them to be on, on so you kind of can fang, finagle with uh, yeah. know, how loud they are in your ears. I don't know what it is, but I cannot play to a click track. So that's hard. So that's why I said so Roy Dane's and I. Guitar play. goes a little bit quieter than yeah. Roy's bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because <laughs> so, so I can if if he's laid down his drums already, I can bang it out, mm-hmm. take to three takes. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I nail it. Timing isn't the issue. But if it's just a click, I I cannot do it. It's hard. I don't know what it is because that's what we do. Like so, when we set up for recording, I'll I'll set up a click and I'll play the riff. 
and I'm just playing to the click, and I and then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm playing in time and all this, and I listen back to it, and it's shit. And then oh, Jesse's yeah. gonna try to drum do it. Well, and I then could I point end up out a couple. Yeah. I, I could point out a couple spots where I just hate when I sound like when I heard it with just me and it sounded yeah. fine. Yeah. And yeah, then you hear it with everyone, and you're like, oh no, I'm off a little bit. Is anyone gonna know? Only yeah. drummers, probably only drummers. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I don't know because I, I I send our our stuff out to like some of my friends that are in the mixing and shit, and they're like. I think the drums are a little bit at a time. And I'm like, fuck, who's going to notice that? Like, mm. the average person I don't think is going to be like, oh, that snare hit was like a microsecond early, you know yeah. what I mean, or whatever. But uh, So let's talk about your Canadian Music Week thing, because that's pretty cool. And sure. I personally don't think, in my opinion, I, I really like you guys, and I think you guys know that. I, I love your sound. And I personally don't think, in Sarnia, you guys got enough attention for that. I also will say this, and I'm going to call them out. They probably won't listen to it. You guys should have fucking played Border Fest last year because you went to that. We applied to play to Border Fest, yeah, by the way. lots of bands. Uh, <laughs> Sarnia doesn't like loud. I don't like think loud. we sound enough like Aerosmith. Sarnia doesn't like yeah. loud. <laughs> I, mean, I like Aerosmith. I mean, the bands that played it are good. Like, the, you know, no disrespect to them, but, like, I'm pretty sure the recovery band's playing it. I don't really fucking understand that. Kind of drives me nuts but then i see like you guys you go to london uh, what's this what, what's the story about that i kind of know how it worked but like tell tell everybody that i don't even really remember people. how we got into it i think dylan found uh, it Dil- yeah dylan found it there's a battle I was of the bands listening to the radio one day coming home from london and heard the contest yeah. on 95.9 yeah so i looked it up when i got home it was the jim beam i don't know talent talent search. Search. Yeah. thank you um so Basically, what they had was like five regions across Canada, yep. I believe. Yep. And uh, you could apply for whatever your region was. And I was like, London. All right. Sweet. Or maybe there's 10. I think there's 10 regions across Canada. And um, what they took was five bands to each region. Yeah, so it was like so London, I, Toronto, Vancouver, um, like Halifax. Yeah. Big, yeah bigger yeah. areas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had to submit a song, a little bio, you know, the yep. typical stuff that you submit. And. We were like, I was shocked when I got a phone call. I was like, unknown number. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> got a message like, this is the Jim Beam talent search. Like, you got in. Give did me you, a call back. So did you submit? Uh, was you got it? Your, yeah. your submission. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. our submission then. Um, and that was right after you had injured yourself. Oh yeah. So that was like we had jammed. Yeah, that was the the festival took place in February. Right. So we probably applied in the fall time and that's when i hurt myself real bad i i uh had nerve damage in my shoulder <laughs> so it took a while to recover and i was like guys i can't drum for at least a couple months like doctor said at least three yeah. months and then we had this we got in and i was like oh no this is like a month into <laughs> and i just said i can't play for three months and i forget there was like six or eight other bands that night who like yeah. made sort of the the like london region it was like london yeah. southwest ontario yeah sort of semi-finals yeah as it were from the submissions and yeah we were like one of eight bands who got to actually go to the bar that i now forget you guys played uh, it was rum runners yeah yeah it was i believe you <laughs> so we were scheduled to go like middle of the pack and then we get a call like oh somebody can't make it so you have to go first i'm like oh fuck, oh, fuck. yeah so, so we're already nervous. I'm like, we've jammed once yeah. in three months. Yeah. My arm's jacked. I'm just going to take a bunch of painkillers and hope it goes well. And we're yeah. assuming that we're only going to be, you know, we're the first band. Cool. So we're going to play to a packed house of other bands. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, not, not a, our competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad as it was, though. I mean, people came out to support it. Like, there was. 
definitely yeah. people there who weren't in bands, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> London's got a really cool music scene, too. Yeah. Like, it's really... Uh, there's some really good bands that come out of there. Yeah, right? I'm trying to think of a couple of the other band names. There was Nimway was one of the better ones. Yeah. I liked that they were actually too. supposed to play an indie night. Oh in, yeah, they're really uh, in good. April. Yeah. yeah, I like them. Yeah, um, I can't remember who else there was. That was were, years ago. I remember yeah. what they looked like, but yeah. <laughs> so, how, so how long was your set? Do you remember that? Five Four, songs. Five songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was they was quick, but then by the end of the night, so we went first and we watched all the other bands and. Like, we're pretty much getting ready to go. Yeah, like, we're standing at the back, having a, a beer and talking about bourbon, which, which Jim Beam bourbon. Oh, we were. <laughs> we don't have to plug them anymore, man. They're not. Who knows, man? They could be listening. <laughs> they didn't win the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> no, so they. <laughs> so we're standing around. Uh, you know, we're we're talking about. You know which band that's not us we think is going to win. Yeah, and we were honestly shocked. We yeah. were. We were all saying, I think it's the other one. I think Roy yeah. and I were standing there having an argument, saying, "No, I think it's Band B." Because there were Band E, like probably three bands that were, I think, better mm. than us. But you know, uh, and I guess the judges' taste came into yeah. it. It wasn't what they wanted, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so like, we won that. We'll, we'll skip forward a bit. I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it's great. We were really surprised that we won it. Stuck around all night. We were like, "Why are we still here?" Won it. Um, the prize for winning was to play Canada Music Week. Yeah, basically. Um, so and they also gave you like passes to go to any of yeah. the music oh, yeah. seminars Actually, and things yeah. like, like all had, access like, yeah. Music Week passes. Which yeah, me and Dane ended up staying up there and going and seeing oh, yeah? a few yeah a few seminars and things like that from like Robbie Robertson and. Yeah, well, the lead singer what's of name? Uh, Four oh, Non Blondes. I can't what's remember her name. Her Linda name Perry. Right Linda, Linda Perry. Perry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and she. Anyway, we we got to play the Bovine Sex Club, which, which is on my awesome. list of like dream venues. That's to play. pretty cool. Yeah. So I was the super pumped, and it was packed. Oh Sweet. really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were worried because it was like midweek, wasn't it? It was like Thursday. We it's played like a Tuesday. Tuesday or I think we played Tuesday. Yeah, but it was packed, and we were middle of the pack playing, so like it was, perfect set time. It yeah. Was, you know, it was great. We had a lot of fun, and I'm yeah. so thrilled that we got to do that. That's. I'm gonna go on the old memory bank. We'll try again next year. Dane got yeah. his uh, van towed because oh, he left fuck. out front of the bovine all night. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it cost me four hundred bucks, man. Fuck. I got Charles a, the worst. I got a two hundred dollar ticket, and then it cost me like two hundred and eighty yeah. bucks to get my my van back. That sucks. <laughs> We've been lucky enough that times we play Toronto, the parking there is terrible for one. Yeah. But every time we've played, we've always found like there's like a fucking uh, parking lot right by the venue. We've somehow lucked out or got. Like, we played the horseshoe in January, and I was like, it's right on the corner of Queen and... I want, uh, I Peter, isn't it right near Queen and Peter? Or? Yeah, maybe. I yeah. forget what the other... A big one. A big one. But well, anyway. Oh, Spadina. That's yeah. it. Spadina. And I turned on, I'm like, oh, there's a spot right there, literally right on the corner. We've always been lucky, but Toronto shit for parking. That sucks that that happened. So kind of the... the, the uh, it cost us a lot of money yeah. to win that competition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's our fault. Our did, fault. No, fully. Did you have to pay for your, your own hotel and shit down there and all? Uh, or did they put you yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, no, they no, they didn't pay they for didn't anything. Pay for they only paid for the winter stuff, and she was from Toronto, so I don't oh, know. Okay. It was like, <laughs> if you won, they would have covered all your costs, yeah. Yeah. and then they would have got a big eight hundred dollar towing fee. I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed though in the way that that contest was run, in that once you got past the semifinals and like we played the London thing, we won that cool. Well, you thought it'd be another battle of the bands. I would right, thought but... we'd be playing. You know, it, it would have been ten bands. Let's say would have yeah. played a battle of the bands together, one right. venue, panel of judges. Awesome, makes sense. Yeah. No, it just went to like online voting for your single. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah, some was, of these people like so were... the girl from Toronto had like eight thousand Instagram. Yeah. followers. and she was a pop, you know, pop like a pop singer from oh, Toronto. Oh, had okay. eight thousand yeah. Facebook friends. That's, and that's... I mean, she sounded good. Good. She for was good. Her. I'm not yeah. Good. 
she also got those fans on her own, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. But she, it was obviously she was going to win the online. Right. But it wasn't based section. on your live. No, and that's like what we judge. thought. We're yeah. going to come kick yeah. ass in Toronto. We Not knew we case. weren't going to win a popularity contest. Yeah. <laughs> no, no judges <laughs> from Sarnia. Man. Yeah, yeah, small <laughs> band from Sarnia. Sarnia. Yeah. Was that your first time playing Toronto? Mm-hmm. As yes, for me. No, you you played in Toronto. Oh, I did. Yeah, that. you played drums in town. Um, yes, I played the year before for Canada Music Week. Actually. Oh, really? With who? Uh, with Brandon Solomon. I don't know. He's uh, he's um, how would I say? I guess my. Are you a session drummer? Sister's brother-in-law. <laughs> Are you a session drummer? No, I fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you want to swear on. You know, a hired gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Okay. No. Um, it's my girlfriend's brother-in-law. I figured it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he had, had an EP come out, and uh, oddly enough, me and Roy ended up backing him up for Canada oh, Music really? Week last year. Yeah. That's cool. Where'd you guys play? Um, I don't even know the name of the venue. We went there for for a beer before we played at the Bovine. Do you remember the hideout, maybe? Oh, no. the hideout, no. yeah. It's smaller no. than that. Was this one like it's right, really small? It's right like down a on Bathurst on the west side of the road. Oh, I don't know. Just that. South, yeah. south of the Pizza Pizza. If you know the intersection, yes, you know what bar I'm talking about. One. Alex used to live in Toronto. Oh, so did you really? That's the one. It's got craft beers mostly. Oh, <laughs> good point. Uh, that's pretty cool though. And Alex, you've you've always played because you, you played in over the top. That's right. So we played the reverb there. Um, yeah, that was always fun when when it was still a thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We were pretty young. I think we played there. We were like 17 the first time we played there. So, oh, really? Yeah. Did you guys tour? We did. First tour when I was 17. We did uh, basically Sarnia all the way up through to Barry and back. We did like oh, really? seven or eight shows in eight days. That's not bad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was really cool to be doing in a summer of 17-year-olds. Yeah, just... especially that age. <laughs> I'm thinking now, I'm like, what kind of parents did we have? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure, kids. Here's the van. Here's the we truck. Oh, you wouldn't deny their kid that yeah. opportunity. You're renting a U-Haul trailer? <laughs> cool. Go yeah. for it. Like, yeah. yeah. So so now we're we're kind of I guess we're at your EP. So you guys you guys have had these songs for a bit. Uh, you finally recorded them. Uh, yeah, I think the vocals got done December. I want to say or January maybe. And then Adam moved his studio to Chatham, and so it took a little bit to get mixed and mastered. Yeah. And then the artwork took a little bit, and now we're finally here and ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is I mean. Uh, this is a different time, obviously. What's what's your plan for release? Just release it, and hey, we have music out, right? We're definitely figuring that out. Yeah, we want to play. Like we're very much like I I don't know. I think we're very much a live band. We like putting right. on a party, you right. know. We're right. loud, fun time, rock and roll. Come drink beer, dance, get stupid. That's what we like to do. And so we really wanted to do a a show. Um. And up until very recently, singing in public was illegal. So, (laughs) so, yeah, we're gonna probably hopefully (laughs) get something soon. I don't know. um, As soon as everyone's able to, it's gotta feel right. And like I, I for one, don't want to push it and try to just do a show Mm -hmm. that's gonna be, you know. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we're we're proud of this EP, and we think it's it's five good songs, and we'd like to go show it off for for more than. 20 people you know yeah. by the time you get a bartender or whoever you know yeah if you can only have 50 people it adds up quick so it's yeah i don't know it's a tough thing like i was i met with someone a few weeks ago about potentially doing an outdoor indie night and i think the interest for bands is there but i'm not i think there's still a lot of people that are kind of iffy on this whole you know do i want to go to i mean i think younger people would go obviously and because they're maybe 
you got to worry about know. the pushback, though, right? Like, you no, never well, know how other people might see it, and you get right. all sorts of bad comments and people right. complaining, right. oh, I can't believe they're yep. allowing this to happen in a yep. park. And Yep. And I didn't want, like, for one, you know, the in the Indian Nights, not that it's anything big, but, like, to get to an okay name where it is right now and then have people be like, oh, fuck, I'm never going to go to one of those events because they did that. And then the bands that play it, I wouldn't want them to get any pushback and... I want to just comment on that for a second. We played the first Indie Nights. Yeah. And I can't believe how far it's come and how much it's grown. So congrats on well, that. Well, thank man. you. It's, I mean, that was a culmination of my own experiences playing gigs and what I hated about it. And so I was like, well, one, Sarnia doesn't really have, I mean, I don't know, whatever. No, I didn't you think it had a music it. scene. <laughs> I agree. I didn't <laughs> think it had a music scene. Oh, well, I, I, an original music scene anyway where bands could play and it would be different bands. I know I had multiple play bands play multiple times. You guys played like three times or something, but um, it's because you guys were good. and you, you Well, and even if we played a few times, it was never the exact same lineup. Right. So, like, there were other bands who and had I played mean, three times over, right. over a course of a year. Too. Right. It yeah. wasn't right. every month so, we were yeah, showing yeah. up. So, People still want that. I right? mean, I think, there's a, I think there's a market for it. Um, we'll have to find a new place to do it, unfortunately. But I think there's a market for it. But yeah. uh, it just, I think the w- the reason it worked is because it was the other people that were involved in it. The bands, obviously. There were some dicks. I'm not going to say who they were, but they were. Was it me? No. <laughs> it was is fucking, that asshole it was, who left his beer can in there, wasn't it? It was that drummer. It? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it just, it came out of experience of like playing gigs. Like we played Call the Office once uh, a couple of years ago and we literally found out the fucking like the day of what time we went on i'm like messaging the promoter I'm like what time do we play at where how do we people get tickets and all this shit and it was just like i hate that or just like you know you show up you don't know what to bring for sound or whatever and it's just like fuck no, i just want to make this better you definitely made it easy for us man well it's it's i mean that's what it's about it's because the show you know someone can provide a place and organize it but it's the bands that put in the you know the effort and the people that come out so it was definitely nice to just be able to kind of go plug and play and ready to roll right and like, exactly. when, when we feel so involved like that too it led to all the other bands you know everyone promoted it themselves too yeah. we didn't just have to rely on one person doing right. everything like no much better way yeah. yeah no it's uh it's definitely fun i'm looking forward to doing them again at some point at some somehow there's a couple of places i've scoped out and i what are you thinking um, one is possibly the Polish Hall. Okay. Uh, it's I and the reason I think that is because I got married there. Oh, did you? It has a stage. It was it's, the cheapest, biggest place that would hold the uh, uh, people that we had. <laughs> that's, that's a good how, spot to have an Indian night. Yeah. How little can we spend to do this yeah. thing? Okay, yeah, Polish Hall. So <laughs> there's there. It's I think the location too. Like let's say there was an indie night on a on a first Friday. It's relatively within the downtown core. Uh, the other place is actually at the Union Hall. Beside it, the room we were in, there's a room right beside it that is also a banquet hall. Oh, Didn't even yeah. know that. No, and I've there's a stage there. there. Yeah. yeah. So there's a stage in there, and it actually faces uh, the length of it. As opposed sure to, I went there for a wedding once. <laughs> so there's a couple places. And then I met with the dude from Valley Axe about doing an outdoor gig. And it... That's potential for like future. Like if we it's do far it- out there. I played when that was overtime grill a long, long time yeah. ago in another band. I played out there and it was tough to get anyone out there. It is, but I think the benefit to it is um, outdoor though might be different. It's outdoor 
and they have so they offer something there too, right? Like the the axe sure. throwing. So I'm thinking, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but and worth a shot. Yeah, might be. So uh, back to your EP. When when does it officially come out? Um, Dylan submitted it yeah. today. So we don't have an exact day. We go through you know like one of those distribution yeah. things, yeah. and it's later this week. Hopefully in the next three or four days. Oh so really? When are you releasing this podcast? Ah oh, fuck! I don't know. I don't, I, mean, I have to have that edited. Okay, so the EP is so already out. Now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but so you guys are releasing like it's going to be on like Spotify, Apple Spotify, Music, all that Apple, shit. YouTube. Let's play it safe the... and say around August the fifteenth of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you'll be banking all those fucking point three cents that you oh, make yeah. on each stream. That's bullshit, eh? Quit did our you jobs. see? Did you guys see the uh, <laughs> yeah, the it. article? The fucking CEO of Spotify said something about yeah, m- musicians aren't working hard enough. They need to produce Fuck more that. content what? to get paid. Yeah, yeah, you, you just re- got to produce more content, dude. Yeah, oh. like so, it's, it was something like if you can't you can't put out music every I don't know every like, three years yeah, and expect to be right yeah, like a millionaire or something. A guy who's probably never played an instrument or anything in his life, fucking. You know, whatever, but but you can wait for people to put out music every three years and then make millions of dollars off it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your take on that? So because th- this is a this is you know for bands now you live in this digital age where uh, there's so much social media and and advertising your band is relatively fucking easy and cheap. Uh, same with recording. You know, costs aren't what they used to be twenty twenty five years ago. So what's your take on are you got? Would you guys rather release single after single, or would you rather stockpile some songs, feel really good about them, and then? I'm still a fan of doing an album. Right. It's got a flow from beginning to end. You yep. pick what you order the songs. It it feels more like something you've worked towards. It's a goal. Yep. But at the same point, again, with streaming being such a thing, singles still get plays. Yeah. So really, here's. And you know, my favorite albums are like a, a cohesive piece. Yeah. So you know. If I had the money or somebody gave me the money to sit there and Again, give them build the money. a cohesive piece of, you know, an hour's worth of music, yeah. that would be fine to work on. But where we're at, we're, we're playing shows and funding. Yeah. Well, and I think you've also got to be more full time. Like we all we all work full time. We do this for yep. fun. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like we're going to be able to sit there three days a week and be like, great, we need to put together 12 songs. Yeah. That are all- How many lists is, yeah. is not my number one concern when it right, comes to that. Right. But I mean, I'm there to have fun and make the best music. We right. Can, and right. I get that. But I'm not. But still, there's a, like I'm, I'm the same, too. I prefer an album as opposed to a Me single. Too. I feel like a, a single or just one song is a snippet of the bigger idea of it. And I'm a big fan of like concept albums and shit like like Mars Volta and stuff like that. Sure. But like so to me to take a band like that and take one of their songs in like this is them. I don't feel it's a full representation. It is definitely not totally representative of the band because and again, but even taking so long in the position we are to do an album. Yeah. Maybe the first song on the album could be a year, year and a half, two years older than the last song right, on the album. Right, and then right. that's no longer representative of the band either. That's true. That's so true. that's where the singles come yeah, in handy. I guess that's a good point. Yep. Yeah, I, I think there's a place for singles, there's a place for EPs, there's a place for albums, and yeah. like, I think those are all good points, what you guys just said, about why d- why you would do any of the above. Right. But I mean, if you bank a bunch of singles, like let's say that over the next five years, Puse puts out, I don't know, a handful more little singles here and there, another five-song EP, Yeah. I would not mind at all 
using those as scratch tracks. And, you know, if some of them fit, we could put together a compilation album, let's say. Yeah. And we'll say, hey, like these 10 songs that some were singles, some were off of an EP. Yep. They fit well. This is what we really want to showcase. Let's push it as an album. Yep. I'd be down for that, too. Uh, my dream is to Piece record an album, <laughs> like a full album. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd love to. That's yeah. that. Uh, those are all my favorite bands are because they have full albums that right. like start to finish, and right. it's just, you know, it's not feasible for us. We don't have the money. Yeah. We could put our own, dump our own money into it, and that that bands do that. But I mean, this is our. It's also time consuming. Time the consuming. The other part is, you, you know, know, to yeah. get four people in. I live in Kettle Point. Our bass player lives in St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Even though it's only an hour away or so, like. To get everyone in, and we all work full time jobs. Jeff's in school. Right, you're right. in school. I don't know if you're done school yet, but you I were got last a couple year. of couple of courses while still working full you know, time. We're busy. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know if we can get together once a, a week and work on what we got yeah. and move forward and progress, like that's I'm a week to week person. I'm not, I guess I'm yeah. don't have an eye on the big picture as, as of this point. Yeah. If somebody wants to give us enough money to quit our job, oh, <laughs> yeah. I do music every day. Man, yeah. We would all just die or put on way too much weight because our fuse practices. <laughs> Speak for because yourself. I lose so much weight drumming every day compared yeah, right. to. Yeah, I've seen how much beer you drink at band practice. <laughs> <laughs> time we're like actually getting together to jam we're so dead from the rest of our worldly commitments that yeah. we're just like oh okay guys let's go off the rails tonight and maybe play some music yeah <laughs> yeah um as far as releases go do you guys are you guys releasing digitally only just because of cost associated with like a cd or vinyl is fucking expensive can't really sell cds without shows too that's, yeah that's a very good point we're not opposed to making a cd out of it like, right. yeah, that's cool to sell at shows and and you know, vinyl is awesome. And I'm, to I'm, confuse young people. Yeah. I'm a big vinyl fan, <laughs> which is weird because the young people like vinyl. Right, but, right. But uh, it's I looked into the, the cost of it, and for, you know, we play shows around town. And we should just odd. do, like, fully branded mini discs. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when that I, was the medium I thought was going to take over the world. Floppy discs. Little this mini disc players. Yeah. I, I interviewed the uh, the drummer from Dreams here back in, in the winter, and he, because he has his own solo project, he actually released cassette tapes. I, I mean, who's seen those? That's a big thing going hey, on in Toronto. No, I didn't know that. No, 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 no. My last, I just sold it. It, it finally died, but my last truck <laughs> it was a 99, and it, uh, only had a cassette player. Oh, really? And so, legitimately, I would if I was at like a thrift shop or something, I would buy cassette tapes. Really? So when bands are selling cassette tapes, I was pumped. I was like, I can listen to that yeah. in my truck. I can't listen to a yeah. CD. I can't plug like my MP3 player. No, in. No, I thought it was cool. Like, like I just Spotify. didn't think cassette tapes were a medium that were coming uh, back. I They're not. Possum, <laughs> Possum, the band from Toronto. They, uh, I think they produce. As well as record. On yeah, they have cassette. a studio. Really? Yeah, yeah. They that's how they that's their medium. Yeah. Oh. Um, then for vinyl, like Bandcamp's got this thing. I don't know if you guys are on there, but Bandcamp has almost like a GoFundMe. F- are you guys on there? Yeah. Oh, are we? Are you? Okay. Uh, cool. they, I should put the new EP up though. That's what I should do. Yeah. yeah are we? <laughs> so there's a um, on Bandcamp. There's almost like there was anyway. This is back when I was looking at it uh, a few months ago. But there's almost like a a GoFundMe for vinyl. So essentially, if you knew. I don't know what the number is. Let's say it's 50. It's probably a lot more. But if you knew 50 people that would absolutely, like, buy, if you guys put out vinyl to buy it, essentially they pre-order it, and the money taken from those orders produces your vinyl. So it doesn't cost anything to the band. And we're not sitting on hundreds of dollars right. worth of Abs- yeah, stuff yeah, gathering dust in our attic. Yeah. I so think my uncle still has, like, 
a thousand records from his band in the eighties. I have a copy of that. <laughs> That's why we it's, give vinyl's expensive. It's cool, but it's it's pricey. But yeah. there's there's options like that. So anyway, so anyway, you guys are about to release uh, maybe next week. We don't know. It should be this week. It should be three to five days. Uh, so if people want to check you out, where do they find you? Well, Dylan's in Kettle Point. So just <laughs> knock on his door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's we're Dan on, and I are usually walking around downtown. Yeah, we somewhere. live downtown, yeah. so come find <laughs> these idiots. No, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Facebook, iTunes. Instagram. We're on all of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Just look up Puce, I think. Puce on Spotify P-U-C-E. is what I. Yeah. For contact, I think our Facebook probably is the most direct way. We're usually pretty good at getting back to people on yeah. messages and things yeah. like that. So I'll I'll link all that stuff yeah. in here when I when I post okay. it. I so can send you a bunch of links. Find cool. our music. Click on the links below. Yeah, and stream it thousands of times so they can buy themselves a beer. Go to sleep. Hey, we're, we're over a thousand for you. Got it now. Oh, yeah. a couple of years, but we're oh, over yeah. a thousand. Yeah. That, was, that was a fun day. Rich is all hell. Now. <laughs> yeah. We, it, I think, uh, in the two almost two years, we've. We've had music out for I think we're up to maybe twenty seven dollars worth of. I know, eh? Not bad. That's like a fucking maybe a Big Mac meal for someone. I don't know. I think it'd be nice to set a goal. Be like, how many like cases of beer or like if there's like one time you guys can say, hey, we can do a nice night and we can all get dinner. Yeah, that's actually not. Yeah, yeah. You know what's that cost gonna look like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our old bass player got annoyed with me because I made the same joke on stage every time, but I. When we play You Got It, I'd say, yeah, we'll be dozeners in no time. Yeah. Hilarious joke, but then I did it too much, and oh, it becomes not hilarious. It's also just depressing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, before we go, is there anything else you guys want to say? Uh, is there anything you want people to, the, the maybe four people that will listen? If this is going out to sign your people, come to shows. Support other bands. Support when they're back. Us. Yeah. Support venues. Go Buy merchandise. Out. Do you guys have merch? No. We did for a while, and it got to be too much. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep track of it, or we just like playing live, uh, you know, it keeping track. Just, yeah, it was it's an ordeal. Like, let's just focus on what we like to do here. Yeah, like, what are yeah. we trying? What, we, what are we trying to accomplish? Right, right. Is it make money or be a band? Well, the thing with merch, though, we did some merch, and it's it's kind of a bit of money up front for an investment, but like we sold a, t- I think we did a run of twenty five shirts. I want to say we sold 20. See, we're all real selfish assholes. So if we were at a show, I would be like, I don't want to man the table. Dane, you do it. And Dane would be like, I don't want to man the table. You do it, Dylan. That's what what friends are for. That's what friends were for. (laughs) 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 And now we don't sell merch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they are a good source. Like, it's a good source. Like, we made, I don't know, we made our money back and then some. And it's like, fuck, we can put this towards... Recording, uh, but I mean, again, it's a, it's a shitty investment. You can well, something in the future. Front, Maybe we'll judge it by how many plays the album gets. Yeah. Oh, we've discussed yeah. maybe some koozies or rolling papers or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. we not a bad idea. we love playing live. Come out to shows, even if it's not a Pew show. Just come see bands. There's bands playing. Yeah. Uh, when Don't I live, go see cover bands. So I'll say it. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in Peterborough, and, Sarnia, and it's the same stop size. Bringing the trues every other weekend in Sarnia. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, I roadied for the trues. Did you? And they are assholes. Are I'm really? gonna say it publicly on the internet. The tr- I roadied for a <laughs> bunch of bands. The trues were fucking. You dicks. heard it here. Really? They thought they were the sh- they're so cool, and they were fucking horrible. Uh, was that the I Mother Earth gate you were telling me about? Yeah, I Mother Earth was super nice. They're, they're, they're cool guys. And my brother was doing security, and I was setting up gear, and we went out for a beer, 
uh, between setting up and, and the show. And my brother's massive I'm Mother Earth fan, and we're having a beer, and the lead singer's there, and my brother's like, I'm going to go talk to him. I'm like, no, don't, no, don't. And he's like, I'm just going to go. And so he went up, he's like, hey, I'm doing security at your show tonight. <laughs> really love you guys. I won't bother. And he came back. And then the dude, uh, he came back, bought us each a beer, and chatted with us forever. They're from Peterborough, yeah, and I just talked nice about living guys. there. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm Facebook friends with the guitar player because I'm obsessed with how good he is. And, uh, oh, they're bass player too, man. Oh, yeah. And drummer. I mean, they're no. really good. Their bass player now is a, uh, he's the former bassist of the band The Salads. Oh, I, I know the salads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, played with them with my old band. We'd opened up for them before. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, that's who's their. That's did they have a guy that just danced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> yeah. did. They did. <laughs> that's awesome. We have that's two guys. We, we do. We, we have the dancing Craigs. Oh yeah, the dancing Craigs. You guys have. You guys we haven't have busted dancers? them out in a while. Yeah. Well, the, there are friends that are both named Craig and they dance a lot. So we call <laughs> the, them the, the dancing Craigs. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't think I have any more questions. Go see live music. Yeah. Support your city. One last question. Uh, when you say performing, like, what's your take on the whole streaming thing? Like, live streaming for bands. What's your take on that? It's hard to do. It's I think to do. I'd, ha- I'd have to be really into the band to want to, like, well, but for you guys, one concert but for that you was, guys like, a couple months it, like, ago. Oh, I don't um, think we'd have a draw, to be honest. I mean, yeah. and I'd feel so awkward playing and yeah. trying. It's so impossible for us to recreate that energy. I, I draw so much energy from the crowd yeah. as a performer. Well, because we banter. We, crowd, we banter with the crowd. We'd yeah. say, hey, look at that guy. Look at his hat. I, I mean, hat. I could submit a song. I don't think I could sit there and play a set. Right. Right, right. No, that's a because fi- like, what do you do? Read the comments for yeah like, for fan interaction. No, I, just, I can comments. imagine how quiet it is between songs <laughs> yeah. for that like three seconds, like, you know, even ten seconds or whatever. If it were our livelihood, that'd be a different thing. But again, mm-hmm. as we've said a few times on this, we're in it for the fun. Yeah, and we're in it for the atmosphere. So yeah, nope. I don't yeah. know how bands would even get away with charging for that no. shit. I, I can I can say this is the most oh, fun. charging. You're talking about charging well, for no, it. I, mean, I don't that know. Is a, that is a topic. Like I mean, I guess if you're if you if this were your livelihood, you would you would probably have to fuck. We'd Those, be hungry as yeah. hell right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who B. A. Johnston is? Who? B. A. Johnston. No. Okay, so I don't have time to explain who he's. <laughs> he's like a weird like half comedy, half folk singer, half punk, three halves. Yeah. Like a man bear pig. We got to open for him at the yeah we did. Few, but anyway, but. he's his his whole thing is his live shows. They're phenomenal. So if you ever have a chance, go see him. But. Uh, I follow him on on social media, and he's he's like falling apart. Like he tours the country back and forth, and he just lives for playing live. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna play live at this empty bar. And his whole thing is like, he's doing he, a driveway series now. Yeah, he's he, showing he, up in people's driveways and playing. Yeah, shows. and he goads really? the audience, and it's so much fun. But like, I feel so bad for guys like that. You know, that's is the he from life. Hamilton? He's from Hamilton, and he lived in Peterborough for a while. That's why he's a he's a hit there. But he. Guys like that, that that's his livelihood playing live. It, it's suffering, and live venues are suffering. And yeah, I mean, we all have jobs, but that's what we like to do is play live. Right. And it's not. It's yeah, sad, it's sad times. with my hobby, but not with my my livelihood. But right? there, so are, I haven't felt I've I, I haven't felt the impacts of it personally. But yeah. I, I, like Dane's saying, there are people out there that are definitely yep. needing some help right now that's yeah. what they do like please go see live music when you're allowed to buy their merch well and like right now i think like buying merch is a big thing i know like there's people that may might be out of work that aren't musicians but if you can i would i would highly suggest it because i mean the arts community 
Netflix got it got people through a lot of shit the the early <laughs> the early stages of this and you know without actors and and writers and all that shit it'd be pretty pretty boring world I think so anyway thanks for coming out guys oh thanks for having thanks. us you're, you're welcome, welcome. Us, yeah. I'm excited to hear your EP and uh, Puce. 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 Uh, the songs are, are great and upbeat. Um, you know, give it a listen when you're going on a drive or, or, or doing whatever. It's It really is a good album, or EP, I should say. Uh, for more on Puce, you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, um, for social media. And then they're also on Spotify, YouTube, um, uh, iTunes, or wherever people are listening to music. Um, I'm going to play out... Or end this with uh, with one of their songs, also on their EP. This is called "The Teacher." I believe they said this is going to be one of their singles. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the interview. There will be more at some point. Uh, thanks for listening. Just think about